how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Happy Thursday. The uh, the day of marathon early early shows and then late late shows with those awesome Wandavision reviews. Definitely. I'm drinking my uh, coffee flavored water currently and waking up. Oh my gosh! Need to get some real coffee in you. Well, you know, I just take some some extra pre workout that'll that'll do the trick. That'll really get my uh, my caffeine rates uh, jumping through the ceiling. But oh yeah, gotta love that goo. Yeah, the pre workout that's great. Yeah. All right. So today's subject was one that I I'm excited about because it's pretty easy to cover. We can kind of go all over the place. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm not a huge animal person, so probably going to get some, you know, get shit on a little bit today, but that's fine. We are talking dog movies, movies with dogs, movies about dogs, movies where dogs are the co-stars, etc., etc. So, Lego, if you'd like to take the lead and start or find us a starting point. I'm ready to Sure. So the first movie I would like to talk about is uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is a Don Bluth animated film. Uh, Have you seen it? Oh, absolutely. I've seen it. I've actually seen most of these movies about dogs, even though I don't really like dogs. Well, that's blasphemy. But anyway, uh, this movie is awful. Um, I don't know why they cast Burt Reynolds as Charlie B. Barkin, although Charlie B. Barkin is a great name. Uh, Burt Reynolds cannot sing, and this movie has musicals. It's painful, but it's a Don Bluth movie, so it's, you know, weird. They, uh, they They killed the dog, which is so traumatic, and the dog's like such a douche. And then he, I mean, this movie is basically Soul, Pixar Soul, but they did it right. first. Um, right. Yeah, so he comes back to Earth. He tries to save a little girl who is voiced by um, Judith Barcy, and this was her last movie, so that's actually holds like a really like sad, poignant um, kind of background to the movie. Um, anyway, the dog's kind of a douche that he gets his redemption, but like he has a dream sequence where he goes to hell. Oh man, this movie, I mean, I know it's for kids, but this is not PG. <laughs> Um, but the, yeah. the dogs are all pretty interesting. I liked Itchy, who's voiced by um, Dom DeLuise, who's kind of a staple in Don Bluth movies. Right. But this is one of the rare movies that shows dogs being kind of assholes. So, full disclosure, I'm on Wikipedia right now reading about Judith Barcy. Did not know yeah. any of this until you literally just brought it up. This is like the oh, saddest yeah, story sad. I've ever seen in my entire life. Holy yeah, it's horribly tragic. And uh, she voiced Ducky in Land Before Time, and I, I believe her uh, tombstone does does read uh, Ducky's um, tagline, which is a... Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really horrible. That's just, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. But uh, I'll read more about that later, but for those of you listening, further research is required on this because it's very interesting. So, All Dogs Go to Heaven, yeah, that movie's terrible. I'm not going to lie. I watched it once. 
and as a child and was like, this movie is not good. I don't care for this. Let's move on. Let's go watch something else. So, yeah, that's just, yeah, for sure. Um, it was, you know, as do most films, Lego, as do most films, but they end up just being complete <laughs> piles of garbage and massive train wrecks. But that's Hollywood for wow. you. Welcome to show business. What? I thought okay. I made it dark. You really made that dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coffee's still kicking in, kid. Uh, I go dark pretty fast before the caffeine's all there. We've got a few messages to play here early before we get on to our next film. So I'm going to go ahead and hit that play button. By the way, for those of you listening, go ahead, message us in your thoughts, comments, some of your favorite dog films. We'll we'll get to all your questions today. We're breaking it all down for you here on Stereo. Do you like movies with dogs that uh, their mouth moves when they talk? Um... Or, or no talking at all, or when dogs they talk but their mouth doesn't move, so they're like, talk, it's like weird. I don't like that one. I like it when the dog actually moves the mouth and talks at the same time, or no talking at all. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't like the 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 mouth moving, like the quote live action Lion King. That's just blasphemy. I prefer like no mouth movement like they did in um, Homeward Bound or 101 Dalmatians animated version. Yeah, no, I agree. The mouth movement is a very strange, strange thing. By the way, I have to I have to break uh, some broadcasting rules here real quick. I literally so I go in before every time I do something like this and I turn off my notifications for my phone text messages, Facebook Messenger, the whole shebang, right? And then I found out the other day from a buddy of mine, he's like, why don't you just turn on Do Not Disturb? You don't have to go in and do them all individually. And I'm like, ooh, that's cool. Rob's learning things. So I did that, and about five minutes before we went went live, I got a text message, and it still pinged, right? And I'm like, all right, well, this obviously doesn't work. So I go in, and I shut all of them off. Somebody just tried calling me and it totally fucking came on while we're on air. And I'm like, fuck you, Apple. Fuck you, iPhone. I went in and turned all of you people off. I just double checked while we were listening to our awesome message. And I'm like, great start to the fucking day. I know that was a tangent. But like I said, before the caffeine kicks in, I go dark pretty fast. But the whole thing with the dogs not moving their mouths, it is so distracting. Would you concur with that, Lego? You said dogs not moving their mouths or, or dogs they, moving their mouths? No, when they move their mouths, it's very distracting. Yeah, it, it's very, um, oh, what's the phrase? Uncanny Valley. Very Uncanny Valley. I agree. I agree. That's why I kind of like it where it's almost as if you're just listening to what they would be thinking instead of saying. Like, kind of like Babe. Like, that's what, I think that's why Babe works so well. Because it was like, there was a yeah, little yeah. bit of that, but it wasn't like how the whole thing went you know yeah definitely agree have you seen babe yeah not since a year that started in 19 though oh i only remember it that's a good that's a really good way to put things not since a year that started with a 19 wow good day guys i'm looking forward to hearing this full episode uh there's a few movies that i hope you guys talk about and I'm sure you'll get to it, but uh, as far as myself, I want to say Cujo, 
and yeah. I Am Legend, even though they're both kind of sad dog movies, um, I really enjoy. Especially I Am Legend, the dog is a really big part of that story. So look forward to the rest of the show. Take care. You know, that's a really good point that he just brought up. I mean, I didn't, you know, you don't think of I Am Legend specifically as a dog movie, but it kind of I is. do. But it kind of is because the I dog do. is a co-star. For sure. I do think of it as a dog movie. Um, I actually never watched it. Um, I have read the book, though, but I knew the dog died, so I didn't watch the movie because I, I won't watch a movie if I know the dog dies, which is funny because I have seen Cujo, and I specific I was 12 when I watched it, and I specifically asked if the dog died and was told, no, the dog lives, and that was the biggest lie anyone has ever told me in my life i was so mad it's it's wicked so i've seen i am legend five times because when i was a teenager and worked at the movie theater that movie was out around christmas time and on weeknights when i would be there there wouldn't be anything going on so i would like just go and watch it and it's one of those movies that i've seen it so many times because i wanted to like it but wasn't sure if i liked the movie and then by like the fifth watch i was like all right this is pretty good Took you five watches to see if you liked it. Yeah, because it was one of those movies that I don't I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but it's like everybody else likes it, and you're going, "Why don't I like this movie? Why is this movie just not making it for me?" And when you're when you're literally at work and there's nothing else to do, and this is before smartphones, right? So I would just go sit in the theater and just rewatch the movie and try to get into it. The, I mean, I like the action sequences. I'll I'll give it that. And then the ending was pretty cool, but that's about it interesting so Airbud, i'm gonna get right into yeah. it with, uh, some of the stuff on my list these movies are terrible they're absolutely fucking atrocious garbage sad excuses for for films in general you know by the time yeah, Airbud came out endearing. yeah see here's the here's the reality of it though lego you know we're we're not doing this really chronologically today we're just kind of going all over the place which is awesome and by the time the first Airbud came out, we'd already had X amount of movies that had kind of done that same trope with the dog, the dog being in the family. This time, though, this dog is good at sports. And then they made like nine more Airbud movies. You know, Airbud plays basketball, Airbud plays soccer, Airbud plays football. You know, and he played like, every sport. He had kids, his kids played sports. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's completely ridiculous and far-fetched. It's movies. Totally. Anything you can think of, it can it can come to fruition in a film, for better or worse. That's what's dangerous about movies, too, is that it can't happen. Let's see what we got Airbus here. This is actually really cute, but um, I haven't seen any of the other ones. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um... All right, well, Lego, with that, we'll... yeah, go ahead. I mean, that gets into a lot of these movies involve animal cruelty, which obviously Airbud does. That's how um, the boy Josh gets. Um, was the dog's name Buddy in that? I think so, Buddy, um, yeah. because he uh, was like a he's owned by this you know alcoholic, abusive clown. I don't. I'm not calling him a clown. The guy was literally a clown, to be clear. Yeah. Um, but from but with that, um, 
and we do see, I think the clown does get in trouble and um, is fine for animal cruelty, but that goes into like Beethoven, where again, we see um, exploitation of animals and animal cruelty. In this case, you know, going off Cujo, we get our second St. Bernard film, Beethoven. Um, I do like Beethoven so much more than Cujo. Um, but for one second tangent for Cujo, make sure you get your dog's rabies shots. It's not the dog's fault. It's the owner's. And then back to Beethoven. We have this guy who works at a, um, an animal shelter, and he's doing experiments on dogs, which is horrible. Like, what kind of monster would, would, would do that? And this dog is so great. And he, he's doing, like, kind of a similar thing to Buddy did in Airbud, where he's, you know, helping the kids through their life problems, and he's kind of bringing the family back together. Because that's what dogs do. Because they're awesome. Exactly. It's it's very sitcom-y, actually. It is. It is. And that's what, that's what I don't like about family films in general, dog movies in general. That's, I mean, to be, you know, oh. straight up, that's why I was so intrigued to do this subject. Because I, I am kind of in a corner with with a limited amount of people when it comes to the dog subject. So I think well, that's my right. you insight, don't like movies with kids. I don't like movies with kids at all. But I mean there are a lot of really great dog movies that don't have kids or well I know. Not we're featuring gonna, we're gonna children. we're gonna get to some of the awesome ones eventually. I'm just kind of going through the ones oh that my I gosh. don't like first. I know. Because I'm good. telling you, there's a whole list of ones that I absolutely love. But before we get I, to I that, can veer off the kid ones. I can veer off the kids ones. Well, no, Cujo. you hey, Lego, you, you got your list and I got mine. That yin yang style, that's what makes the show work. We're going to get to that in just one moment. We're going to play a few messages here, hear from our audience. Rob, come on. Seriously, nobody watches Airbud for the logic. They watch it because they love dogs and they love to see a dog play baseball with kids. What other way you're gonna get a kid you're babysitting to shut up? You put Airbud on for the next two hours, and thankfully there's sequels, so they don't have to bother you for the next three and a half, five and a half, however long it takes for their parents to get back home. Okay, I'm speaking from experience here, but at the same time, first Airbud is very good. It has a great story. The second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I forget how many there are, but come on, man. Nobody watches these just for just to be enlightened or for the intellectual criticism. <laughs> but to each his own. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather just watch a good movie. Like, not I don't want to just watch mindless entertainment. You know, we've come so far in art. I and wouldn't there's... say it's mindless entertainment, though, with Airbud. That does actually have a very clear... Um, you know, moral message. Which is dogs can play sports. <laughs> no, what is wrong with you? Rob, where oh is God. your heart? You Grinch. <laughs> it's You're it's about treating animals with respect because they're part of the family. And just because, um, you know, a dog can't speak or, you know, isn't human doesn't mean that it doesn't feel. And can't be right. a part and just important as every other member of your family. So don't hit dogs. 
No, which I would never do, which I'm, you know, I'm completely against animal cruelty. And I'm all for the learning of how bad that is, especially at a young age age for children. I just, you know, I got to do my shtick. Uh, we've got a few more messages to play before we move on. Which Beethoven, which Beethoven movie do you like the best? I uh, actually, I really like the second one just because there's so many puppies. All right. I'm terrified now, Rob, to what you think is one of the awesome dog movies. Uh, I don't know. Is Fluke what you consider an awesome dog movie? And if you guys are not aware of Fluke, it's, it is a dog movie, but it's more of a father who gets re who dies in a car accident and is reincarnated into the soul of a dog. And it's more of he ends up being owned by his wife and son, and he's trying to stop his wife from moving on, but at the same time, trying to get close to his kid. Oh, sorry, I had the window to my car open. But other than that, if that movie, Rob, is what you can consider one of the awesome dog films, then man, I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> First of all, I've never seen that movie. I have no idea what you're talking about. Second of all... It sounds like Jack Frost, but... I was going to say, second of all, it literally sounds like the plot to Jack Frost, um, which was an awesome movie with Michael Keaton from 1998. Okay, I gotta save everyone. Rob, message me your address. I'll send you two <laughs> Starbucks right away because we need to get you caffeinated ASAP. <laughs> You're so right. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody, all of my friends and family knows, like, do not fuck with Rob until all of his caffeine is kicked in in the morning. He will, he will, he will say and do just terrible things. Um. All right, so... I'll throw out one movie that I think is fantastic. Absolutely. It's a barn burner. It, I saw it in the theater, me and my sisters and my mom. Uh, we bought the DVD. I've probably seen it five times. The great 2002 film, Snow Dogs. Wait, I'm judging you. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Go on. With Cuba Gooding Jr.? Okay, I was Coburn? no wait. I am judging you because I get this confused with Eight Below, so I am judging that you. That movie's terrible I... with Paul Walker. That movie's garbage. What you like garbage. Snow Dogs, but you don't like Eight Below, and All you're talking. You think Air Bud is mindless? Oh, Rob, we're so different. <laughs> Go yeah, on, Ding Yang. That's why the show works. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, I mean, Snow Dogs, I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr., just such, you know, what a talent, James Coburn. I like, I really like the plot of the movie, you know, it's got a great ending. Eight Below, okay, came out afterwards. Very similar plot line. So to me- Actually, it's based on something else that's older. Oh, really? It's got source yeah. material? Okay. Yeah. But either way, they didn't need to make that movie because Snow Dogs has already been made. It's like, you know- Dear God. How many of those can you do? And I, I to be honest, with you, why do I feel? Why do I feel they made straight to DVD sequels for Snow Dogs? I'm actually looking that up right now. Actually, no, okay, no, I lied. There's only one. There's only one. Uh, I think so. I don't think there's a Snow Dogs too. No, I don't okay, think good. so. There's no. That's Snow a pretty Dogs serious. Too. Like it's kind of a more serious film. Not like serious, serious, but like, yeah. That's why I like it. By the way, it currently holds a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is another reason that Rotten Tomatoes can, you know, really fuck up the movie that, perspectives. I mean, I liked it when I was a kid. That I would call that one kind of, you know, 
uh, you know, just a silly movie to watch. Sure. Um, also, Marley and Me. That's another phenomenal oh, yeah. movie. It's like Tuesdays with Maury, but with a dog instead of a Maury. And it's facts, equally kid, as heart-wrenching. Yes. Yes. And the ending is, is you know, is sick. But once again, great, you know, Owen Wilson and uh, Jennifer Aniston, you know, phenomenal talent, right? So yeah. that's that's the thing. All right, I'll let, I'll let you take, because I did two in a row. I'll let you take a couple. Go for it. Okay, so you were talking about, we were talking about Snow Dogs and Ape Below. I'm going to... It's a weird pick. I don't know if you'd consider it a dog movie, but I would because the dog is so integral to the movie and it is also kind of an Arctic movie. The Thing. John Carpenter's, obviously. Well, yeah, the 1982 version, the one of which is one of just the greatest movies ever made. And can you believe that there's actually people out there that have not seen The Thing? I'm sure there are, people, there are a lot of people out there who haven't seen The Thing. There's a whole, like you know, series on YouTube you can watch of people reacting to the thing because they've never seen it. Mind-boggling. Totally mind-boggling. It's like, where, what, like, when you got into film, where did you start? You know? Well, uh, a lot so of people ahead. don't yeah. like horror movies. Well, anyway, the dog, obviously, the whole reason this movie works is because people trust the dog, and in this case, they shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Nope. Wrong move to trust the dog. We trust the dog too much. Um, and the visuals, it was uh, Rick Baker, I think, I hope, who did the visuals for the thing. Um, he did such an amazing job making that dog so correct. messed up looking. Correct. You are correct on that, Rick Baker. Uh, oh, my God. There is the part where the, the dog's head splits open. And they actually used dog tongues to make this kind of um, like flowery looking thing as it did that, which is disgusting and awesome. Um, but yeah, the dog, the dog is like one of the most menacing, like, uh, 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 I don't want to say villains, but yeah, villains in any horror movie ever, because you okay. know something's up with that dog. And they don't. And it, it is the way that they shot it was so well executed. And such a well-trained puppy. What a good puppy. A, a fantastic puppy. Fantastic. Have you seen Winn-Dixie? It's a dog movie. Uh, quite cute, actually. Yes, I have seen Winn-Dixie. Uh, strangely seen. enough, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. So, my mom and sisters decided to get a dog. I was a sophomore in high school and I was very clear. I said, I said, listen, you guys get a dog or get a puppy or whatever. Fine. But I want nothing to do with it. I'm not going to walk it. I'm not going to feed it. I'm not going to pick up its poop. You guys want a dog for you guys. The dog is yours. I'm not getting involved in it. My mom, my sisters go, Oh yeah, no problem. We'll take care of it. Blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. Because they watched that movie and was like, oh, we want to get a, get a lab. And that's what they, they named the dog after the movie, Winn-Dixie or Dixie or whatever. And literally about two months, three months into having this dog, I was its best friend. Because nobody ever walked it or took it anywhere. And it just was in the house all the time. We had that dog for about a year and a half. And then my mom gave it away. But... 
every time I see that, I, I hear about that movie. I just think about the fact that we used to own a dog for a very short period of time in my life. Didn't pan out well. 101 or 102 Dalmatians movie? Which one did I like better? <sighs> Is that even a question? 101. Well, okay. I mean, and also, I like the animated. Yeah, the Thanks. animated one I've seen like 10 times. The one with Glenn Close, I saw once in the movie theater. My family went and saw it when I was a kid. I don't know if I ever saw 102 Dalmatians. I saw that at El Capitan, which was really fun. And then um, El Capitan used to like, I don't know if they still do this, but they used to like rent out the building down the block and you could go and see and do these like immersion experiences. And yeah. um, so I got to um, uh, play with a dog that played uh, Perdita and see some of the puppies. That was cool. That's so cool. Here's a bit of, here's a bit of a hot take. Not as hot as Rob's recently, but <laughs> I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson person, but Isle of Dogs is fantastic. Like, I love the the style of the animation, everything that went into it. So hopefully that's on the list for y'all to talk about. Yeah, so I would love to, but I haven't seen that one. And I am a Wes Anderson fan. So Rob, Rob is not, not a huge Wes Anderson fan. Like I get it. I appreciate his art. I do like uh, Life Aquatic and a couple of his, like some of his other movies are pretty good, but uh, I've seen Isle of Dogs. I, it was one of those like two in the morning kind of watches. It was fine. It wasn't anything um, to me. I thought Fantastic Mr. Fox was far superior in my personal opinion. But I do love a fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, that movie was so good. I it's fine. I it's 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 a fine movie. It's just not it's not also because it, it had been done before with Fantastic Mr. Fox. So Wes Anderson kind of doing that whole you know what I mean thing, like it had already been similar. But it's to not April the same story. No, no, but it's it's you know, tap dabbling in that same kind of animation thing. But that's I, just me. The movie was, was good. Stop motion, it was fine. What's that? So I don't know if it was stop motion, but like having the no, same no, like art, artistic style. I mean, like the, you know, in that case, like Tim or well, like do you like Leica animation because they do the same I style do. for all the movies? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's fine. It's just you know, uh, how do I phrase this? It's a fine movie. It's just not one I think that 10 or 15 years from now, people will still be recommending to one another, if that makes any sense. I guess that's probably... Now the coffee's kicking in, so I'm starting to find out better ways to put things. Uh, that's kind of the best way I can put it, is it's one of those movies that it's, it's fine, and I'm sure people will still discover it in 10 or 15 years, but it's not one of those movies that it's like, if you want to get into Wes Anderson, like you need to, you need to start with that as being one of your, like, three or five, like one of the three or five movies of his to watch first. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Scooby-Doo. How great is An animated or live action? All of them. Anything Scooby- I haven't seen the newest one. Uh, you know. And the ones with, the ones with Sarah and Michelle Geller were, were, were fine. I, you know, I saw the first one in the theater. But I love Scooby-Doo. I love I love his pal Scrappy Doo. I love the whole gang: Shaggy, Freddie, Daphne, Velma. 
Wow, you even like Scrappy. Oh, Scrappy-Doo. Oh, man. Absolutely. I love Scrappy-Doo. Are you kidding me? That was one of my favorite... That was one of my favorite things growing up on Cartoon Network was the, what was the name of the show with Scrappy-Doo? Was it the New Adventures of Scooby-Doo? Or, or is that Winnie the Pooh? That you, but that is one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's interesting. I love Scooby. Yeah, um, I mean, didn't watch Scooby there because I'm a Scoob purist and I'm not going to watch Frank Weller voice Scooby and Zac Efron voice fred jones is that a joke will forte is shaggy i'm livid no 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 just no refuse you thought um, about the newest but, one yeah right okay yeah i yeah, didn't know that they were all in that yeah and it's an abomination shouldn't have been made it's wrong it's anti-scooby and it's anti-frank weller and how how do you disrespect a Frank Weller like that? I can't. I can't. Who's Frank Weller? Oh, Rob. Frank Weller has voiced Fred Jones since the very first inception of Scooby-Doo. And then he took over voicing Scooby-Doo when um, the original voice actor passed away. And in every iteration of Scooby-Doo, Frank Weller has voiced Fred Jones, obviously, except for the live action uh, versions. So... To bring in Zac Efron, I'm like, all right, Zac Efron, you're going to voice Fred Jones. Okay, Frank Weller, you're just going to do Scooby. The disrespect, though. And again, Will Forte voicing Shaggy Rogers? Like, like, are we pretending that Matthew Lillard doesn't exist? Because Matthew Lillard has voiced all the animation for Shaggy since he took over for Casey Kasem, with only one exception. And it's a whole thing. <laughs> I could talk about the cast, the voice cast, the Scooby for for days. Apparently so. I, you know, I didn't know all of that. But now that I do, I can understand why you're a purist and would be upset with that. hundred percent. Sorry, I had a burp there. Almost burped there. Um, Wow. That's that's nuts. The best movie I have seen lately. With a dog in it is Hunt for the Wilder People. Fantastic film. Uh, one of Taika's best. Love, love, love that movie. I've heard good things about it, but I have not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it either. But that's really cool, though. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No one likes Scrappy Doo. See, yeah. that's, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, that's actually that's a hot take, Rob. Liking Scrappy Doo, it's uncommon. I love Scooby Doo, but um, only one of the TV series, not the the latest one. Uh, I think the one before the latest one, um, from like two thousand two to two thousand eight or something it could be maybe or two thousand six. I'm not sure, but that's the best one. I don't really like the older Scooby Doo's, like with the the smaller dog. I don't really like that. All the really old ones. I just like them, the 2002 to 2008 one. Yeah, for sure. Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. was my favorite. There's, which one was that? Which, which, what decade? Dude, I don't know. I think it came out when, maybe Dude. when I was in high school. I, don't, I like, I like the OG run 
like from 1969 through the 70s, you know, Don pops up and, you know, the Harlem. Well, that was in the the new Scooby-Doo movies. Um, And that's where they had the guests. I like when they uh, met the Adams family. Uh, Harlan Goldfarbers, big Don Knotts fan, so I love that. Um, yes. And then uh, they met Batman. Yeah, those are fun. Um, and then um, Scooby Doo and thir- uh, Thirteen Ghosts was really, or the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo was great. Yeah. Um, Mystery Incorporated was 2010 to 2013, and they went real heavy with Twin Peaks. I don't know why, but it was great. Mm. Also a Twin Peaks fan. So. Yeah, I've tried watching Twin Peaks. I uh, I need to Rob, give it no. another shot. We won't. Get oh into no, that we won't get into that. I do not like Scrappy Doo. What's with all the Scrappy Doo haters? Nobody likes Scrappy Doo. I actually, I like his mantra, "Puppy Ex- Power." That's fun. Explain it to me like I'm five years old. Why do I people mean, not I, like? I Scrappy don't know. Doo? I don't know. I just I started watching Scooby Doo stuff, and they would make references to Scrappy, and and everyone would be like, "Oh no, we don't talk about that." Or like in the movies, they made him a villain for a reason. Like people don't like, and that's the reason that he really actually wasn't. Um, he didn't exist in the cartoons for very long because people just were very interested in him. I think uh, Scooby Dumb got more attention, which is funny. Ooh, a pup named Scooby Doo. Side note, also really great. It had the best intro of all the Scooby shows. Wait, I have a question. Did you say Scooby Dumb? Is that what you said? Yeah. Who's that? Scooby's cousin. Oh man, I Scooby Dumb D like D U M B. Oh, I don't know how they spelled it. Oh man, I'm googling this right now. What I've never, I don't. I mean, I'm sure I remember. Oh, Scooby Dumb. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's his name. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. It's been a while. So Scrappy Doo. Full disclosure. I know we're really going off on a tangent here. Um, I liked that that 1980s. Uh, Scooby Doo series with Scrappy Doo, where they were like, they 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 weren't kids per se, but they they were definitely like it was like the younger, yeah, pup named Scooby Doo. Here, that's what I'm. Yes, pup named Scooby Doo. I love the montages when they would play the music and they would yes. like run around and stuff. That show was fucking for- phenomenal, and I'm just remembering the entire show. It's all coming back to me right now. I am so excited. Red herring. Yes, and again. It definitely had the best intro of all the Scooby shows. 100%. Like, I'm probably going to share this on Instagram later. That's how fucking excited I am to, to have my memory jog about how awesome a pup named Scooby-Doo was. It was a great show. Fantastic. I just Googled it, and it's called What's New Scooby-Doo, and it's from 2002 to 2006. Um, yeah, that, that was really good. I thought that was really good. Yeah, what's new, Scooby Doo? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Scrappy Doo is kind of like when they introduced Poochie in The Simpsons. It was like, oh, here's this new young character trying to be cool, super badass for everyone. But we all know it's just a corporate attempt of like making this <laughs> seem like it's cool when Scooby is already plenty cool with the gang on their own. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I don't think Makes people sense. like Scrappy Doo because it was just such a blatant like attempt to get more viewers when it came when he came on. It was just like, oh, let's bring in a cute little kid version. And it's kinda like 
Do you like Godzuki, which is the little tiny Godzilla from the old movies? I mean, it's just cheese ball, dude. Oh, he's like the normal. And like Garfield, we must destroy him. Yes. Yes. I I love it. I lo- everybody's got everybody's got these takes about Scrappy Doo. Apparently though, I'm the one with the hot take here over here on stereo. So we are gonna move forward from the awesomeness that is Scooby and the gang. What do you have next on your list, Lego? Um, the mask. Oh, wait, is it called the mask or just mask? Well, mask is the one Jim with Carrey. Uh, yeah, 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 the mask. Ma- mask okay. is the one with Eric Eric Stoltz. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cher. yeah. Um, so yeah, the one with Jim Carrey. Milo is such a good dog. He's so cute. He's super smart. He's a, he's a little annoying brat, but you gotta love that monster. And he when he puts the mask on and he turns into that. What is the mask? A demon? I don't know. Um, turns into the to the mask. <laughs> That's so great, Milo's, and he helps. Um, is his name Icarus? Something like no that. Um, Jim Carrey's character break out of prison. Yes, he's such a good boy. What a great dog. Well trained, cute little monster. Very realistic. I need to rewatch the mask because I don't remember him being in prison. I really don't remember the movie at all, other than Cameron Diaz was in it. Oh, that movie's so fun. Yeah, I know. But I'll add to that. So if we're counting that, then why we should definitely count the 2000 Ron Howard version of The Grinch with uh, Jim Carrey and his awesome dog, Max. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. 100%. Fantastic. I'll add Look Who's Talking Now, which is the third installment in the Look Who's Talking trilogy, this time with the animals. Um, full disclosure, this was actually the first Look Who's Talking movie I saw. Don't ask me why I watched them out of order, but... I think it was uh, the first I saw as well. Yeah, strangely enough, from 1993, uh, was it was a Danny DeVito, and I gotta look this up, because I'm, I'm blanking right now. It's, uh, who did the voice of, yeah, Danny DeVito, and who did the voice of the other dog? Why do 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 do? Look who's talking now. Look who's talking now. Let's see. There's the cast. Uh, do Danny DeVito. Oh, Diane. Ke- oh my God, Diane Keaton did the voice of Daphne. Wow, they really got some big names for that shit. That's I gotta rewatch that movie. That that whole trilogy is actually pretty good. Have you seen all the Look Who's Talkings? I've seen this first three, and I don't know if there's more. Yeah, no, I think it's just the first three, but they're pretty good. I like it better than Baby's Day Out and Three Men and a Baby and any of the other Baby's series from the 80s. I love Three Men and a Baby. I mean, Steve Gutenberg. What happened to him? What did happen to him? That's a good question. But it's directed by Leonard Nimoy, and it was the highest grossing movie of 1987, and it doesn't get enough attention. Why don't people remember this more? It was... It was such a huge film. Wait, Leonard Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby? Are you fucking yes. kidding me? Yes. Wow. Ted Danson. Who doesn't love Ted Danson? Everybody I lo- loves I, Ted Danson. Everybody love loves Tom Selleck. Everybody loves Stephen Gutenberg. Well, I love Tom Selleck. And everybody Selleck. loves Leonard Nimoy. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I love Ted Danson, especially on Curb Your Enthusiasm. But 
Uh, it's fine. It's fine. But out of out of all the baby movies, definitely gonna go with the Look Who's Talking trilogy, one hundred percent. Can I tell you how much I love that you apologized for seeing the Look Who's Talking movies out of order? Like anybody's. <laughs> I don't know that it's some sacred trilogy or whatever <laughs> that you needed to do that, but okay, cool. <laughs> See, that's the thing though. I, it's one of those, it's one of those trilogies that it's like, it doesn't really matter how you watch them. But for me, because I watched the one with the dogs first, I thought the first two were going to also feature the dogs, but you know, it's just Bruce Willis in the first one voice of the baby. So yeah, that's yeah. that. Uh, Old yeah, Yeller from 1957. That movie is fucking fantastic. Um, See, didn't watch it because dog dies. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, but that's what makes the movie so great is that it's realistic. You know, the 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 dog gets, the, the dog, it becomes a rabid dog. It gets rabies. And, you know, Yeller's my dog. You know, let me do it. And I I read the book, you know, when I was in like sixth grade. We read it in school. And then watched the movie. So just the story of old old Yeller in general. It's it's fantastic. You know, it's a great coming of age story. Um, he's not really a kid. I would say he's more of a teenager. So that fixes that for me because, like I said, I don't like movies about kids. But Yikes. the end of the movie, it's very realistic. You know, that's that's the thing about it. That's why I like the movie. But same with Marley and me, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with that, it's kind of, you know, kind of like that. It's not an entire film, obviously, devoted to this. It's just a scene, but it's a very important scene. And it's summed up, you know, quite the same way in To Kill a Mockingbird. When Atticus right. Finch has to shoot the rabid, rabid, rabid golden retriever that's coming down the street. It's a yes. sad scene. Don't like it. It really is. It's really... Uh... But... This brings us back to Cujo. Vaccinate okay. your dogs. Lesson. 100%. 100%. Uh, I am just totally caught up with this whole... But Roseanne Barr did the voice of the other baby and look who's talking yeah. to. Man, yeah. I gotta rewatch these movies. It's been, See, it's been too long. I can never rewatch these movies because John Tavolta is in them and I just cannot... I saw the fanatic, the the experience that was the fanatic, and now I will never be able to watch a John Travolta movie again. What is the fanatic? Oh dear God, it is. It is. I'm looking it up. We were talking about uh, watching bad movies. This should yeah. be the first one. It's it's Devin Sawa. It's John Travolta. It was directed by I think one of the guys from the band Limp Biscuit. Okay. And um, this movie is. A ride. Yep, Fred Durst directed it. That's yeah. Crazy. It's 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 not a good movie. Like I said, it's an experience. So it's 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 unforgettable. And um, you may or may not ever be able to watch a John Travolta film ever again after having seen it. So here's the deal. Here's my thing with John Travolta. You know, John Travolta, what, just an amazing talent, right? And then you know, the last like twenty years, he's really just not made any movies that. Have really stood out to me, and his what? ridiculous. You like Dottie? <laughs> no, but here's the thing with Travolta. I've always loved Travolta, and in the People versus O.J. Simpson, he played uh, Robert 
uh, why am I blanking on his fucking name right now? Oh Lord, I'm gonna look, I'm, I gotta look it up. But he uh, it, he, he was fine in the movie, but O.J. Simpson, S A M P S O N, great broadcasting. Is it uh, why am I blanking on his name? It's just because I'm not totally awake. That's the problem. He plays. I think I know, cast. but I don't want to say anything wrong. Uh huh. Robert Shapiro. Shapiro. Okay. Yeah, he plays Robert Shapiro. Yeah, because Schwimmer plays Wait. Robert Kardashian. Like what? any relation to Ben Shapiro? No. Okay. No. Um. But anyways, I say all that to say this. I was I was thinking like okay this is gonna be John Travolta's comeback and it wasn't because he could barely move his face in that movie but John Travolta over the last few years like he stopped wearing his hair pieces you know he's you know and then I started following him on Instagram and I'm like all right John Travolta's cool in my book again he's an awesome dude and I, I I mark my word he's gonna make his triumphant return and he's gonna be nominated for an Oscar within the next ten years I guarantee it he's gonna make his second comeback. And he's going to be here to stay. I don't know. I mean, dude's had a lot of tragedy in his life recently. And I, I wonder if maybe he's just not really into it anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's been into making movies for 20 years, to be quite honest with you. I think he, he, he liked spending, you know, his life with his family and stuff. I'm not going to speak for him, but that's kind of like the impression that I've got. But I truly feel that. And yes, I mean, he suffered a tragic loss last year, but I truly feel that he's going to get to that get to that place in his life where he wants to come back to acting. And I think he's going to do it. I truly do. Don't ask me why. I just got that hunch. Robert Shapiro. Thanks, Jack. Yep. Robert Shapiro. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. What do you got next there, Lego? Okay. Uh, I have The Watcher, an 80s film with Corey Haim and Michael Ironside. It's based on... Um, what used to be and was for a long time my favorite book, The Watcher by Dean Koontz. And this features a golden retriever, Furface, who had been experimented on and has a telepathic link to a monster that is very Cronenberg-esque. Yes. And uh, yeah, I love this movie. This dog is so great. Um, I like the idea of I've always loved this. In in the book, his name wasn't Furface. It was Einstein. And he could write out messages and stuff for, um, you know, the main character. And uh, they so he could communicate. He was a very intelligent dog. Um, it was just the idea of having, like, a super intelligent dog that could actually talk to me was great. They kind of did something similar, although lacking the intelligence in uh, the Pixar movie Up, where he, they had the collars that allow the dogs to talk, but they were still yeah. just dog thoughts, just translated into um, a language that people could understand. But having, like, like Einstein or Furface would just be, like, the coolest thing ever, except for the whole, um, you know, evil monster is going to come after you. <laughs> and also Michael Ironside. Right, who nobody wants coming after, you know. Nobody want, would want him coming after you. Yes. Exactly. I mean, that's great. That's great. Uh, how about Balto? Really? You're going to go with no, Balto? I, I do have Balto on my list. I, did, I didn't say I liked it. I said it's a movie with dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fine. It, it's a fine movie. Because that, basically, that's what I did was. I wrote a few down that I was like, these movies are fine. I wrote a few down that I really liked. And then I wrote a few down that I don't like at all. Like kind of, 
kind of keep it in there. Balto's a fine movie. I have not seen it since it came out. I'm sure they made sequels to it. It's fine. It's a fine movie. It's better than All Dogs Go to Heaven, but it's not Scooby-Doo. You know what I mean? Um, I would say in terms of writing that uh, Balto is quite superior, uh, cinematically speaking, to most Scooby-Doo ventures. Sure. But uh, Um, middle of the road for me. Wow. Wow. You're just hating on dogs. And it's I know. What else you, you got? You need like you need a dopio campana, my friend. A what? A um, what? A, 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 I don't even know what that a, means. It's a it's a it's a it's espresso, basically. Oh, okay. Um so my next thing is the sandlot. Um yes. Hercules, the um I think he's a um a mastiff. Uh, is so important and integral part of that film. Like the legend that is Hercules is just integral. And it's he's he's made up to be this antagonist, but really it's just the rumor of of him is the antagonist at the end. And that chase scene, oh my god, that chase scene was so great. Um, I don't know the name of the song that plays when they're running but it's 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 absolutely perfect and so so fun and then you get to the end and you find out he's just this kind of old dog that's like you know playing with uh playing with these kids basically and he's just chilling with his owner and he's not this like dangerous monster that they all think he is 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 really really great yes um and it, it is kind of kind of similar to like um in stand by me with like the junkyard dog chopper sick balls, but he's not, um, I don't think either of those, I don't think that dog was, you know, bad or evil either, but it's that idea of building up this, this dog to be worse than it is because, and I'll say this all the time, all dogs are great. It's the people that are bad. And I'm saying it for like the fifth time now. Also vaccinate your dogs because rabies are real. Oh, and stay away from bats because bats are just gross flying rodents that are disease-ridden. Anyway, yeah, I, I definitely always wanted Hercules when I was a kid. Like that, I almost I found a dog like that, and I tried to I tried to bring him home. <laughs> um, did not get very far. Was super shut down. <laughs> Um, I'll go ahead and I guess talk about another, you know, kind of similar thing, um, in the Omen, uh, that movie, it gave Rottweilers a bad name. Rottweilers are great dogs and they're always depicted in movies as being evil. The only movie that hasn't depicted a Rottweiler that has a Rottweiler in it as evil is Lethal Weapon 3. And even then started out evil and he was lured to the bone side by Riggs. Um, I think these movies are doing a disservice to beautiful, wonderful breeds by showing them as being villainous and angry and vicious. Thus concludes my rant. That's a great rant. We've got a message to play. I'm on my boyfriend's account if you're wondering why it's a male face. Um, But the film I watched recently, which I've never seen before, is Turner and Hooch. And I absolutely love it. 
Turner Hooch is great. I've not seen it since I was like eight years old, but it was a good movie. I like both Turner and Hooch and K9. I think they're really great. I do prefer K9. I really loved Jerry Lee and I had um I had uh German Shepherds when I was a kid. So I uh I loved that. But the, I like the loyalty that those dog shows. I also like K9 better and think it's a superior film, honestly, because Jerry Lee lived and Hooch died. So that's just that feeling. That's uh Jerry, who was Jerry Lee? Was that Tom Hanks's character? No, that's the dog. Oh, Hooch was. No, Jer- Hooch Jerry was, Lee uh... is the German Shepherd and Canine. Hooch is the oh. French Master and on Gooch. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Like I know the actor's name, See, please. That's what. That's the problem. Is like I don't remember like the ends of these movies. I just remember watching them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure finally... you're, getting, you're getting that critic Ricard revoked again. <laughs> so the dog dies in Canine, but the dog doesn't die in Turner and Hooch, or vice versa? Other way around. Other dog way around. lives in Canine, dog dies in Turner and Hooch. I was going to say, because they made sequels to Canine. But yes, see, that's See, that's the thing is that I, I, you know, I think we're all reaching that age where it's like, some of those movies you watched when you were like five, seven years old, it's a little foggy on all the details, but... I always remember when a dog dies. Yeah. Lego, I completely get the whole uh, stigma around Rylers. For me, growing up, it was always the hip-hop community. The, every music video they had, they had these Rottweilers just giving these shots of them looking mean and vicious. Same with pit bulls and bulldogs. You know, that culture really did help garner and really raise the stigma of, you know, dogs like rottweilers pit bulls and bulldogs being seen as vicious animals but nowadays you know they're they're very sweet dogs the problem is is just how they're depicted and who owns them but i completely get what you're coming from movies didn't help either exactly caramel or caramel (laughs) okay i you know i want to be where he's at right now i hear jazz music playing in the background he sounds like he's at like some mardi gras type party and but there's no way because of COVID. But I want to be where he's at right now. That sounds awesome. Yeah. What else you got? I, I definitely don't. Um. So Homeward Bound. I mean, we've mentioned it, but uh, def- I mean, it kind of goes into like the the dog comes in and helps the family out sort of situation, um, like a lot of those movies. But um, there is a quote that I think kind of encapsulates how a lot of dogs are shown in these movies um and it's shadow that's one of the dogs shadow and chance are the two dogs and the cat is sassy so shadow says it's my responsibility i had a responsibility to sassy to love her and to protect her the same as i have to you and to peter his human and the same as you have to jamie his human chance replies but we didn't ask for this job and shadow says we didn't have to it's built in has been ever since the dawn of time, when a few wild dogs took it upon themselves to watch over man, to bark when he's in danger, to run and play with him when he's happy, to nuzzle him when he's lonely, and that's why they call us man's best friend. And that that's, that really a- encapsulates, you know, how I think dogs should be in real life, and how they're very, very often depicted in like almost all of these movies we've talked about, with you know a few exceptions. Um, most of those exceptions being someone didn't give their dog a damn rabies vaccine and bats are evil. Okay. Rant concluded. 
bats are evil. I mean, you know, there's a good chance that that's where COVID came from. But I do. That's actually where a lot of diseases come from. I have a special place in my heart for bats uh, because of bats. Oh, they're cute. Bats, real cute. Yeah, they get a bad bat. I would love pet. It's like bats are like polar bears. They're real cute, but you got to stay far away because they'll eat you. Polar bears won't eat you. Or they'll kill you. Yeah. Polar bears will definitely eat a human. See, that's that's what makes me want to like. That's why I'm all about hunting alligators because they can also eat humans. Dude, um, Rob, yeah. for shame! What hunting an alligator? Yes. What did alligator do to you? Alligators just sitting lion. You know, animal cruelty, Rob. I was talking about it earlier. Do I need to go into animal cruelty again? Well, I mean, once again, most of my friends hunt. You know, they just, they hunt like deer and things. And I've always said, if I'm going to hunt something, I want something that can hunt me back. Right. So like an alligator would be a great example of that. So now I just need to make sure you watch that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia again. (laughs) Which one? Man hunting when they hunt cricket. (laughs) When they hunt cricket. Yeah, Um, that's fine. I, you know, the more I think about it, though, I want a few bats as pets because maybe then it'll help me turn into Batman legitimately if I get some bats. I don't know. Thoughts? Uh, I, I also wanted to bring up, I think, I don't know that it's a full dog movie, but I think Toto in The Wizard of Oz is a pretty important character for that film. And, you know, Toto, Toto's a good boy, so... I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Definitely a co-star for sure. 100%. I mean, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Is like one of the most, you know, memorable movie lines ever. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because like I got dog movies pulled up right now on Google. And there's just so many of them. Like we haven't even gone over the Benji movies or the adults. I've seen some of the old ones like when I was a kid and then there's like I haven't seen any of these but there's like a dog's purpose a dog's journey a dog's way oh, home. Dog's it's like awful. is it really yeah I just saw clips but it's like I didn't need to see more <laughs> you know Lady and the Tramp the the OG was good not I yeah. didn't see the remake so I, I can't I think they did that uncanny valley thing where the dog's lips move but it's all CGI and it's just wrong yeah best in show that was actually that's a great movie i want to go to there where does he want to go to oz where we saw it was a wizard of oz we were talking about i feel like he's referencing something but i'm gonna be honest i don't know i want to go to there is a line from 30 rock that tina fey would say all the time oh yeah i watched 30 Oh, 30 Rock's phenomenal. I can't recommend that show enough. There's so many bad dog movies. There's The Lassies. I forgot about those. Cats and Dogs. Oliver and Company. The Secret Life of Pets, which I've not seen any of those. Hotel for Dogs. Air Buddies. Oh, that's a spinoff of Air Bud. Wow. There are just so many. My Dog Skip. Forgot about that That movie. That okay. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Must love dogs. Now that was a good rom com. 
do like love me one. some some John Cusack and uh uh why am I blanking on her name? Diane uh, Lane. Diane Lane, yep. Diane Lane. Uh there are so wow. I this is like there are so many dog movies and the majority of them are just there's the shaggy dog. Because uh, dogs are important. People love dogs. Um, so statistically speaking, for instance, in I know commercials, um, okay. people are people are fifty um, percent or over fifty percent more likely to remember a commercial if it features a animal or a baby. So that's why, like commercials, for instance, um, you'll see those things in them a lot because people remember them. Also, so, and I think that kind of translates into film. People like dogs the kids love dogs and that's why a lot of these you know films are kind of guilt um geared towards that audience exactly exactly i you know i just I, it's it's interesting marketing i'm just not their target market i think i thought hotel for dogs was like the coolest movie when i was a teenager like a early teenager uh, like 12 or 13 and now I've when I watch it again then it's like such a kids movie it's like crazy how much I thought it was so cool yeah for sure 100% oh my god I love dogs um, I got Jim Shepard I got Gustafi I got dog as well I got I got a dog it's like fluffy he got shoes on as well that's awesome. I'm so glad you like dogs. I've, I've never heard somebody that excited about dogs in a minute. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Love the energy. Uh, yeah, he I had know. his coffee. See, that's the thing. My coffee, <laughs> you know, it kicked in for a minute and then it went away and then it came back. But Yeah, see, you know. I, man, yeah, you should, you should definitely try a Dopio Campana. Um, it might kill you. It might make you better, faster, stronger. You know, 50-50 split on which which way that goes. Do where do I get this? Do I do I drive 15 hours to where you're at and you make it, or do I go to like a Starbucks? Um, you can go to anywhere where they serve espresso-based drinks. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I uh full disclosure. My coffee usually kicks in about 20 minutes after I'm awake or after I drink it, but it's just not kicked in yet. So I don't know. Crazy stuff. Maybe terrible. terrible broadcasting, but, oh, I've, I've been drinking coffee since I was eight. They say coffee stunts your growth. I'm six foot one, man. I probably could have played for the NBA if I wouldn't have drank coffee that young. But I know uh, I went to high school with this guy who was, uh, by the time we were 16, he was six foot six and he would drink two cups of coffee a day to stunt his growth. That's fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome. Uh, all right. Well, do you have any other dog movies that you'd like to talk about? I just wanted to conclude with, it's not a dog movie. It's a, a scene with a, okay. an absence of a dog. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, my God. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Oh, I've seen this movie a few times. Go ahead. Okay. So the dog's name is Bear. And... Um, this woman comes to town. She hasn't been there in a while and she's talking to her ex and this dog is barking and she says, shut up bear. And he says, shut up Brian. And she asks what happened to bear. And he replies, he died 
you weren't here. Later on, she goes to this pet cemetery where Bear has been laid to rest. And she's crying. She's very upset. And she's apologizing for not being there at the end because it's clear that, um, you know, she had had some sort of either miscarriage or abortion or something along those lines. And this dog had really comforted her when she was in a very depressive state. And, you know, kind of like what I was talking about earlier with the quote I read from Shadow. This moment is very poignant and really says it conveys a lot of like how how dogs are so important because dogs are these caregivers and comforters to their human companions. And, um, you know, losing, losing a dog is, it is like losing a part of yourself. It's a very hollow feeling for, you know, a long time. Dogs are, dogs are man's best friend. Dogs are part of the family. Um, Dogs are not people, but they are, you know, living beings that should be respected and cared for and loved. And they're an important part of society because they help people be people. Thus concludes my uh, speech. (laughs) I want to be honest with you. I think I just had a revelation. Um, Maybe that's why I don't like dogs because I don't want to get emotionally attached to them because they don't live like the length that a human does. Oh, I was gonna say because you're a robot, but that makes more sense. Oh, uh, a little maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> um, so let's see. Sweet home Alabama is is a <laughs> it is a thorn in my side. So this movie came out in two thousand and two, I believe. Two thousand and three. Let me double check. I wanna look this up. I wanna get all this sweet home Alabama. 2002 okay i knew i was right so we rent this movie and watch it this was at the height of rom-coms being major box office successes in the early 2000s and was like this is a good movie you know i you know it's not a leonard skinner biography which i thought maybe it it could have been but it was a great rom-com with reese witherspoon so I say all that to say this. It is that is my mother's favorite movie. She like when I was gr- like she bought it on DVD and when I was growing up literally like every other month. She doesn't watch a lot of movies, but I'd be a kid and I'd walk she'd be watching a movie and it's like, "What are you watching?" "Oh, Sweet Home Alabama." Literally 5 6 times a year she'd watch this damn movie for since it's come out. She still watches this movie to this day. So I have seen that movie so many goddamn times, like so many times. And it's a good movie. It's not one of my favorites, but it is a good movie. It's definitely a better, uh, one of the better rom-coms in general. So that's, that's yeah. why I, I freaked out when you said Sweet Home Alabama. I'm like, I've seen that movie so many times. And it's also not, it's not as cliche as a lot of those movies are. It's not, it's not. That's why it's uh, for me. It's up there with like two weeks' notice, made in Manhattan, you know, forces of nature with Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck, which is amazing. Okay, look, this is not really a dog movie, but I just like this one scene from Sonic the Hedgehog where Sonic approaches uh, the dog, and I love that back and forth where it's like, so you're Tom's friends that he won't, sh- you're Tom's best friend he won't shut up about. Well, I don't see it, and then the dog just licks him. I think mean, not a dog movie. I just like it's a great dog moment. I just want to know where Carmel Payne's at. He'll never know. We'll never know.
I it's like it's like where's Waldo? It's like what is going on? Where is this? Okay, guy? he's definitely Waldo from now on. You started something. Is that, is that officially canon? Yes. Okay. His new name is Waldo. Because we Waldo don't know Payne. where he's at. Waldo Payne. Wow. Yeah. For sure. And that's why I'm not allowed to give people nicknames. Or name dogs, for that matter. I had that privilege taken. <laughs> why? What did you name a dog? Oh, man. I've given dogs such bad names. Why are they bad names? Like, what did you name them? Um, let's see. I named the dog Abby Wan Kenobi. No. I thought it was great. No. Um, let's see. What? Why so, Abby Wan? Why? Because it was a female Okay, one? they wanted to name her Abby Normal, like from Young Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I know the bit, yeah. And, yeah, so I was like, I just call, started calling her Abby Wan Kenobi. Um, my family had a pug. I really hated the pug, but I called it um, Pug Quan, which is a word I made what? up. Pug Quan. Pug Quan. Okay. Yeah, this is a word I made up. Um, let's see. The dog I currently have is the adorable Taz. I'm trying to think of some other names I've given dogs. I've had a lot of dogs. Um, there was a dog. Uh, Jim, we briefly had a, a Great Dane that I named Rar. Like R A R A W R. Yeah. That's all. Now, see, that's a cool name. I like that name. I thought so. Nobody else agreed with me. Um, let's see. I named a dog. <laughs> so I didn't name the dog. But my family named the dog Eva. But um, we also had a dog named Domino. So I started calling her Eva No. But if you went to say Eva No, like no as in don't do that, that's what I called her. So you couldn't say that. <laughs> she didn't know what it meant. She thought you were just saying her name. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fun. I think that's when I lost the, the, the right to name anyone. Oh, I named the dog Franken, uh, Fl- uh, Fluffin, Fluffin McPuggin stuff. See, that's too, that's too, like, that's too, uh, it's too much. Too Fluffin, much. Fluffin Mc, McFluffin stuff. Say it one more time. <laughs> say that again. Fluffin McPuggin stuff. Fluffin McPuggin stuff. I mean, like, and, this is cool. Like, you give them a whole, like, real name, probably, like, a backstory, you know. Oh, of course. Uh, there's a dog, Frankenberger, because, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Yeah. Dogs who have some weird names. Yeah. For me, for me, it would, like, I would name, I would name my dogs, like, Ringo, you know, if I had a dog. Or, like, um, you know. Bruce Wayne or something like that. Like I would, I would so, probably just not be original at all. I, uh, I found a pure white Husky and by found, okay. I mean, it literally followed me into my house. Like I turned around and there was a dog standing in my house because <laughs> I left my front door open, like a smart person. But anyway, I, I had decided if I couldn't find their owner, I was going to keep him and name him Moon Knight, but I did find his owner. So that blew. Wow. Moon Knight. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, next dog I get, next dog I get, I'm naming Norval. Do you get that reference? Not at all. Norval Rogers. Norval. Why do I know that name? Norval, Norval Rogers. You can't look it up. That's cheating. Why? Because I'm going to tell you. I just need to know if you know it. Uh. The nickname of one Norval Rogers is Shaggy. Ah, uh, see, see, see. 
Okay. Yep. I just Googled it. Norville Ralph. I was like, I knew I knew that name from somewhere. That's good, though. I like that. I can be down. I'm sure Jake would love the dog pun names. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. What the hell? Waldo? Seriously, guys? I'm inside of a bar right now. It's just the vast atmosphere music playing. But, you know, fine. I'll take the name Waldo. You, I kind of, I did that to myself. <laughs> yeah, I did that to myself. Waldo's at a bar. It's 11 o'clock in the morning where he's at. I mean, okay. That, great. Um, second of all, yes. Uh, glad Jake's not here right now because he would be loving all these, you know, things. And, but... I, Here's the thing, Waldo. Hey, sh- 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 we, we won't tell Jake this. I was Jake not punning. Here's the thing, Waldo. Sometimes you make up your own nicknames, and sometimes similar to somebody we know but that goes by Dimple Tits, uh, they're given to you, like the big dick. You know, there's a we know we have a friend, we call him the big dick. We know somebody uh, we call her Dimple Tits. We're gonna call no, you, we're gonna call you Waldo. What's that? I said some of us don't use those two nicknames. No, but you know, hey, teach their own. Sometimes they stick, and uh, that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. God, please, somebody come up with a better phrase than that. Okay, you guys are kind of good. Abby one Kenobi. That's a good name. I remember the first dog I got. Me and my brothers were wrestling fans. We named it Stinger after the wrestling after the wrestler Sting. Now. Some people thought it was because of the musician. Nope, we did after the wrestler. I would totally, I would totally name a dog mankind. I mean, you know, so full disclosure, I've never watched a wrestling match in my life, but I will say, like, oh I mean, like, like high school, like real wrestling, I've watched, like I've gone to those, but not like, like, you know, like in high school, but not, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. That uh, is your interpretation of wrestling? Okay. <laughs> it's Well, you didn't see I the was, visual. I, I put I my was, Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I was such a big fan of Attitude Era. Uh, 100%. Okay. Super into it. And then what was after that? Like post-aggression era? I don't know. Loved it. Effing loved it. But anyway, definitely Mick Foley was my favorite. I liked Mankind. Um, Dude Love was great, but um, Cactus Stack was cool too but like mankind was where it was at i even had a mankind teddy bear and uh wish i still had that lost it in a move he even had a little barbed wire bat and his like button down yes uh, i would totally name a dog mankind because how funny would it be to meet a dog named mankind especially if you didn't get the mcfoley reference oh my gosh that would be that's the weirdest name for a dog and 100 percent a dumb thing i would do did they did they have a passive aggressive era? If they had an attitude era and a post aggressive era, did they have a passive aggressive era? Post aggressive? No, it was like excessive aggression. It was something aggression. I just can't remember what it was called. Um, so but yeah, attitude era. I think everyone agrees attitude era was the best era. Here's the thing: uh, a friend of mine has a uh, Bluetooth speaker that is it's a rock. Um, it's like an outdoor speaker like bluetooth speaker and it, it's like the size of like a jet like a decently sized like 12 inches like a little bigger than a water jug let's put it that way Ro- size rock and it's a bluetooth speaker and i named it Dwayne the rock johnson that's what i named the bluetooth speaker 
So, but that's literally, I know him. I know uh, Hulk Hogan was a wrestler at some point who, you know, uh-huh. was phenomenal in the third Rocky movie when he was in that. But that's about it. Okay, you want to go for someone else in a Rocky movie? Mr. T. There you go. You want to go, oh, uh, wait, you haven't seen Princess Bride. You're for, uh, So you don't know Andre the Giant and the legend that he is. No, who's Andre the Giant? I mean, I've heard his name, but I don't know who he is. That hurts my heart, Rob. That hurts my I, heart. I, I know. You guys should have a contest of whoever figures out where Ryan is broadcasting from. Like, we can, you know, we can all pitch in and send them a movie or something. Well, I mean, I, like I, I mean, I know where he is, but I didn't want to like say it on a public. Forum. I mean, we yeah, we know what we know what city he's in, you know, but where he's at specifically. Lego, I'm loving you even more, yeah. Uh, and just, I, I'm still into wrestling, so I can remember each era. After the Attitude Era, there was the Ruthless Aggression Era, which was mainly the 2000s. Then was the PG Era, where WWF went more kid friendly. And then around the mid-2010s, there was the reality era after the CM Punk pipe bomb. And now I believe they're just going with the new era because with companies like AEW and Impact starting to uh, be in competition with them. But yes, I love this. I love this. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> love what? I too love it. The wrestling um, talk? I I fell off for PG era, but I came back a little bit for reality era, I, I think, because that's when they brought back Paul Bearer. And I was just like walking past the TV and I heard The Undertaker's old entrance song and I saw Paul Bearer and I thought I was watching like an old episode. And I was like, wait, they brought him back. I'm so confused. I need to know what's happening. So I watched through that storyline and then I fell off again. But I'm thinking of starting back up because, oh my gosh, it's just so fun. But it's fake. No. Oh, I, I hate when people say this. I. This it's, is a it's, whole it's other conversation. Entertainment. It's not an actual sport. Like this it's not is a it. real. You fight. okay? King of the, the Ring, nineteen ninety-eight. Hell in a Cell, Undertaker versus Mankind. You watch that and tell me how fucking choreographed that shit is. It's off the cage, literally. It's off the hook. It's crazy. I'm I'm gonna find this match and I'll post I'll I'll post it somewhere for you to watch it yeah, and then yeah, we'll and the next time we talk your opening will be I'm sorry Lego it's not as fake as I thought it was <laughs> oh man I'm rubbing off on you you're starting to get as cocky as me <laughs> and I'm not woof. a cocky person you see what happened you see what you woof. did. Wolf City, kids. Welcome to Wolf City. We've got five messages to play. I'm trying to take all this in right now, right here on stereo, <laughs> coming at you live. It was ruthless aggression, but yes, I love that too, Lego. Thank you. Can I just give a shout out to uh, the film Open Season and the sausage dog called Mr. Weenie? <laughs> I know it's animated, but uh, anytime I see a sausage dog now, I think of Mr. Weenie. That's awesome. I know about Andre the Giant and King Kong Bundy. Who's King Kong Bundy? Yes. Is, he, is that a wrestler? Uh, wait, you've you've seen uh, They Live, right? Yeah. You know Roddy Piper. Oh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, wrestling is fake. It is scripted. The storylines are scripted. And it's people, this is still, it's just like watching any kind of martial arts. Like, you, people know how to angle themselves to take a hit and to take a jump. But it's not, uh, again, we're going, we're going with the most epic match ever. And you're going to, we're going to, yeah, you're going to watch it. I want a live reaction. I'm putting you on the spot. There we go. I, you know, I think Rob Fishbeck, you know, to steal, steal uh, some friends' uh, tagline, I think uh, Rob is going to have to give wrestling a whirl this year and watch a few wrestling matches. Please, please tell him, oh, God, wrestling is fake. No, there's a difference between wrestling being scripted and not being a sport. Please let him know, Lego. But I think that's a whole other episode. Listen, I, I can't, I, once again, performance art, performance art is one thing. Very interesting, right? Um, you know, an entertainment show, a play, right? That's how I look at wrestling. It's like going to, going to a play, right? It's not a sport, though. Sports are, you know, whether it's mental sports or physical sports, the outcome is not predetermined. It could go either way. They usually get violent. Um, you know, injuries, you know, uh, can ensue, right? Which um, oh, yeah. can also happen with wrestling, but I don't know. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I mean, how dare you, Rob? Fake. <laughs> As a wrestling fan, I've dealt with that word since middle school, but come on. It's predetermined, not fake, predetermined. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lego, get him to watch some wrestling matches. Hell, I will find some wrestling matches for you to watch, Rob. You don't need to watch all of it, but I will give you a few just to watch. And then, yes, tell me if it's fake afterwards. God. Yeah, Walto definitely knows a lot more about this than me. But I remember, for instance, like this one match with this dude, Vader. Um, this is pretty old, but like his eye was was coming out of its socket so he kept the match going but he kept having to push his eye back inside of his face it was graphic in a way i wish i hadn't seen <laughs> um but yeah there are definitely a lot of injuries so that, that's why i recommended my personal favorite match which was 1998 hell in a cell at king of the ring um that had so many injuries it went crazy and there's this whole um series this um doctor did on YouTube where he looks at different um, sports injuries and he does all different kinds of sports, but he's done three videos on like um, wrestling injuries that are pretty crazy. Uh, like, I don't know. Some, it's something about seeing a person's leg break, like the, like in the middle and bending the absolute wrong way. Yeah, and then flopping around. Ugh, gross. But it's entertaining, but gross. It's sad because some people do get like like lifelong, permanently like dis um dis a disabling of dis like um, injuries. Like there's there's one that I'm never going to be able to unsee, and it was so dumb because she just got kicked in the wrong spot, and it's oh man, it's stressful watching stuff like that. I like I said I've. I've never watched a wrestling match, a WWF, WWE wrestling match. So I don't know. To quote wrestling, Rob, you dropping the F-bomb means you just turned heel. 
You turned heel on all of us. I mean, Rob the Bedmaker Fishback, you know, has gone heel anyways, and we've seen that. If if you're not familiar uh, this coming weekend, be sure to check out over on my YouTube channel, Rob Fishback. Uh, Rob the Bedmaker Fishback will be dancing toe-to-toe with Ryan Walter White in a film trivia exhibition match, which we need to stop calling them exhibition matches because we're starting to keep score now. Uh, Make sure you guys check that out on Saturday. Lego is our awesome uh, pre-interview and post-interview person as well. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, it's just not my thing. All this wrestling talk is getting everybody all riled up. It's like wrestling talk. It's it's like wrestling talk, Star Wars, and the Snyder Cut. These are these are major hot button issues. Can we just go back to talking about See, politics, please? The latter two wouldn't wouldn't get me riled up at all. It'd get me the other way. I'd shut down. That's not true. I saw you. I, yesterday. I saw you yesterday when we started talking about BBS and Justice League, and you you looked. But you I looked didn't upset. say anything. I know. <laughs> See, there's the difference. I keep my I mouth know. shut on those. I know. All right, before we get out of here, is there any other dog movies that you would like to, to talk about? Now is the time. Uh, if you've got no, any messages. I ended, with that, I ended with that great little soliloquy about how to love a dog and be a human being. And, and then we went on a weird tangent. Yes, we did go on a weird tangent. I, I'm all about it, though. I'm totally here for it. But uh, awesome. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be getting out of here. Lego, where can everybody find you at? In the meantime, everyone can find me on every platform at Legoland 13. That's L E G A U L T Land 13. Right on. And you can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck. Join us tonight. I'll be making the event here within the next few hours directly following WandaVision this evening, backslash early morning. Me and my co host here, Lego, will be going live on my YouTube channel, Rob Fishbeck. To break down all of the business from episode eight of WandaVision, full spoilers will ensue and a great conversation will be had. So join us then. And until next week, remember to fluff your pillows, stay safe, be well, take it easy, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Later.